naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to um, Iggy Garcia Live, everybody. I'm Iggy Garcia, and just want to say hi to everyone. Hope everybody's doing well. It's uh, It's been a little bit before I've been on for a while, but um, like we begin all our shows, our, our uh, Iggy Garcia Live, the Naked Shaman Show, we like to uh, just, I want to send out a lot of prayers for a lot of people, for a lot of uh, folks who have had a tremendous tremendous loss in their lives um uh human non-human uh fur fur babies you name it it's been it's just been kind of a interesting time right now on how things are happening and the things that are going on in the world so i want to want to reach out and you know just send my love to everybody who's been hurting who's been in a lot of pain yeah, those of you who have who've been going through a lot of stuff right now, this is a time of um, renewal, a time of you know expanding ourselves, learning uh, from others, learning the things we're learning. So what we're going to do is we're going to light a candle. This is the ancestral candle, and just give thanks to our ancestors. Give thanks to those who came before us, and we ask that they guide us and lead us on our journeys and on our paths. Cause a lot of times uh, we feel like we're alone, but we're not alone. We're really not alone. We're, we're, our ancestors are with us. Those of you who study a, any kind of native American tradition or any type of work, you'll find out that um, your ancestors are always with you. They're always uh, by your side. They always take care of you. Um, they don't really interfere per se, but they support you and they hold energetic uh, energy for you to feel energy for you to uh, experience so that's kind of how they they help you along so this candles for my mom my dad and everybody who helped get me to this point in time i'm here because of that that work and that dedication and you know and that love because it's 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 love regardless of if you're angry at people in your past your mom or your dad i have to be grateful and thankful for uh, their gift that their gift of their union, even if it was a brief moment in time, I'm here because of that. And, you know, some people are grateful for being here and some people are not. Some people are still trying to work their way through that. And and that's okay. That's fine. But I also want to raise this candle to my friend, uh, Jody Sandoval, who passed away the other day. And for my friend, um, Adriana's dog, who passed away. I didn't get to do a show. And I want to pray for David's uh, mother who passed away. I want to pray for everybody who's lost somebody here recently. And I know there's many and there's countless people online who have posted things and they lost loved ones and people in their life who were important to them. So, you know, we just hold that candle and give thanks we also light our, our sage, burn our sage, cleanse the space, cleanse the area. That way we can 
get some energy flowing through here in a nice positive way. This candle will be lit the whole time while we're on the show. <clears throat> and if I forgot somebody, I apologize. There's, you know, it's like everybody. We, there, we have a lot of things in our mind, things that are happening. So cleanse the space, cleanse my area, cleanse the airwaves. There we go. Feels good. <clears throat> Very good. All right. So you probably wonder where I've been. I haven't been hiding that far. I haven't gone that long. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, where have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. So, well, I've been around. I've been working on me. Uh, the hardest challenge and will always be the most difficult challenge is working on myself and the things that um, move me <clears throat> and the things that get me in alignment. The cool thing about um, this show, I usually do them later in the week if I do them, but um, my friend Giovanna posted something today um, on her Instagram page. For those of you who follow Giovanna, she's um, she's like, I don't know, she's kind of like my student. She's not my student, but she is a student. I'm a student teacher. We're kind of, uh, it's it was one of those things that uh, kind of happened in a way and it did. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I do uh, shamanic work. I do medicine work, medicine man, whatever you want to call me, whatever you want to label that to be. That's really up to you. That's not my decision, but regardless, the point of this, why I'm bringing this up is uh, she, she puts a nice little plug for me, a nice little, uh, little blurb about, you know, her path and how she got on the path and, and why she, she found how she found her way. And, you know, this, this is a high schooler. For those of you who don't know Giovanna, she's not a high schooler anymore, but she was a high schooler when I met her and she was very curious and very ambitious and really wanted to learn something she wanted to learn something to do either with shamanism, um, you know, Wicca, whatever, you name it. She was, she was soon. There's, I had several students at the time that uh, were kind of on that similar path. And, um, you know, it's funny to work with somebody like myself. Most people who do the medicine work, we, um, we give you tasks and, you know, spirit kind of gives you the message you know, you follow the smoke and the smoke leads you someplace. And so, her journey and this other person's journey, who is um, also you probably don't know her, uh, Allison, my, her friend, Allison, all these people, all these folks uh, were searchers. They were seekers. They were people who were seeking uh, more knowledge. They were seeking more, um, uh, you know, deeper meaning of what life meant and what it was going to give that to them, you know. So the cool thing was, you know, when she came to me, you know, she was in high school, so you know, you have to be very careful, number one. And I always meet everybody in public uh, spaces before I do any kind of interaction work with anybody. Don't bring them to my home or my office or anything like that. So what I try to do is I try to meet people where they feel comfortable, where they feel safe, where they don't feel, you know, you know, like they're not in control. So we met at Starbucks and um, here's this young girl and she brought her mom. She asked me if she could bring her mom. So I said, of course, absolutely, yes. I actually encouraged that, that she brought her to bring her mom because, you know, I'm here working with a minor, number one, in this minor, um, I don't know who she is, and I want to make sure she's okay. 
and I want her to feel safe. And her mom came along and her mom had questions for me as much as uh, she had questions. And the questions were just like anybody would ask, what is this? What is that? And, you know, I just talked to her about learning and learning many things versus just learning one thing. And, you know, most people who come to me have already learned things and they've already have some kind of foundation either through Reiki or some type of practice, some type of metaphysical work, <clears throat> holistic work, you know, massage therapy, re reflexology, trainers, doctors, psychologists. I, I work with everybody. So here's this young person with, you know, ready to, her mind to expand and ready to grow. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, is she supposed to work and learn from me in a capacity that how I usually teach people? Or is she supposed to learn in a different way? And I kind of answered my own question. She was supposed to learn in a different way. Now, she'd come to many of things, and so did her other friends. But her journey was a little different. You know, her journey was, uh, and both these girls, I, I told them, I said, hey, you know what? I'm not really supposed to be, per se, your teacher in a way that, you know, I'm teaching you, you know, hands-on or whatever. It's more like you have to go out and explore all the other things first. So I sent them out into, <laughs> into the world, onto this path to discover it all, to go out and just be and, and see what called to them versus um, what I had in my bag of, of things. And so they went on this journey. And, you know, of course, those journeys go different directions. Everybody who's on this path follows their own individual smoke, their own calling, their own, and, you know, wherever they went, they went. So now coming back to 2020, I get this nice little plug from um, my friend Giovanna and she's talking about how she, I helped her along the path and, and that I didn't want to be her mentor, but I was an indirect mentor. It was more like, go out, seek what you're looking for. Look at it all. It just felt like her spirit and her soul. That's what it needed versus me locking her down in, in things that I do. Cause there was a lot to do. It just felt like her energy was ready to absorb a lot of things. And I talked to her a little bit today and I told her, I said, it was a remembering. It was for her, it was more of a, a remembering versus really uh, learning other applications. But, you know, you do learn, you don't stop learning. But it was more of a remembering for her. It was like, you have to go and just explore the world. You're young. There's a lot to see. Find what you truly are looking for, because you know what? It may look like what you want, but it may not be. And you know what? She did that. And she did that. She created her own uh, magic, as I call it. Like I told you guys, everybody has their own magic. She created her own um, medicine. And that's what you try to do when you do this work. Uh, we're medicine workers. We're healers. You know, we're people who um, deal with feelings, emotions, our own personal feelings and emotions, things that move us. So she went out to the world and she discovered and rediscovered things that she already knew, things that she didn't know. Uh, met people she probably would not have met, you know, if I, she was on a different path, who knows, you know, it's hard to say, but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful path. It's a beautiful journey to explore and watch what developed from her. And, and she does amazing work and I highly recommend you guys reach out to her. Most of, some of you know her, uh, Giovanna. So, so she went out and she did, she did her thing. You know, she, she listened, she heard the calling. Because I've done this with many other people, and they don't also necessarily hear the calling. And when that call calls you, 
you can't you can't escape it. it it's it's one of those that's how you know it's real that's how you know it's a true calling when it's in your blood it's in your system and, and when you go to bed and you're still thinking about it and you wake up and it, it just without it you're you, you it's 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 not life it's part it's ingrained in you it's like breathing you have to know because when we do you know and and she calls me when she needs and she needs answers and questions so i've been a different type of mentor for her and she's been a mentor for me too as well you know the thing is the illusion is that i'm the teacher and and that she's the student but the true reality is that she is actually as much a teacher as she is a student so there's a symbiotic relationship between that and there's something that happens and there's something that grows in a different way and you know i'm very grateful that she had the courage and she had the spirit to step out of her comfort zone you know to explore the aspects of what it meant to be a healer the aspects to me meant to be a medicine person somebody who wanted to be different and outstep outside the norm of what society and realities create and think that we should be <laughs> And I'll always remember, I'll never forget that when Allison and Giovanna were in the, we were at, um, let me see. Yeah, we were at Easton. And um, they were talking about their life path. They were talking, one, one was talking about going to college and the other one was like, I don't want to go to college. And, you know, and, you know, it's, it's an individual choice for people to decide what they want to do with their life and hear the options of what other people have to say. Right. And. They were counseling and seeking counsel through me. And, you know, I didn't pressure them. And I just told them, you know, the paths are different for everybody. Not everybody has the opportunities to just be and go there when they have to be there. And eventually, if you want to do that, that's what you do. But this guy just comes out of the table, out of the blue, interrupts our conversation. And he goes, go to college. Oh, my God. Because he was listening. He was eavesdropping on our conversation. <laughs> I was like, didn't say anything. I was like. You know, people project onto people the things that they think that other people need versus, you know, having compassion, understanding, and listening to what these people are actually telling you. So he hears a conversation and he's listening to this conversation. And this conversation, number one, is none of his business. Number two, it really was kind of, and it was extremely rude to step into a conversation that you weren't invited to and that you weren't privy to. And so I'm thinking to myself, and you know, this was a good test to see how I would respond. There was nothing to respond. It was just a smile, look away, and, you know, continue our conversation. What was the point of combating and arguing with this guy? He already had his opinions and his beliefs of how, what he thinks and how he thinks he can, how people should navigate the world. But the world, you're, not everybody's born, not everybody's born to do the work of the healer, work of the medicine person the medicine man, the medicine woman, not everybody's called to it because if it was true, everybody would be that, you know, so for those of us who are lost, you know, in the valleys and lost in the mountains and lost in the deserts, we take the roads of, uh, you know, that we feel more comfortable in the roads that other people have laid before us. But there are a few exceptions. There are people who come to this world who don't fit that mold, who don't fit that, that reality, who would not, who are not comfortable with what life is presenting to them where they have to work hard. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to have to work hard at everything. You're going to have to be smart to figure, to navigate life period. 
college or no college. I'm not putting down one or the other regardless, but when you do the metaphysical work, the holistic work, it's a different, it's a different type of spirit. It's a different type of calling. It's not easy because there's multifaceted layers to it. There's so many things that play out in being a medicine person that you would even imagine would even present itself, but it does. You would, it would blow, it blows your mind. The things that you hear, the things that you learn, the things that you, the things that you have to help other people with, you know, it's just, it's just amazes me. I have learned so much from people in their, their, their wounded parts in their healed parts and the things that they have presented to me and to the world. And, you know, if the world would just listen sometimes versus giving its two cents versus saying, wow, this is the way it is, you know, this is how you do it. This is how I did it. Not everybody's designed to be like everybody. There are people who will step out of the pack and the pack will look at them as weird, odd, strange, really who cares, you know, but, but it takes a while to say that. To say, okay, <laughs> whatever, buddy. You know, it, it takes time because a lot of a lot of it is as you're learning, as you're progressing as this medicine person, you're acquiring new skills. It's a it's another type of college, it's another type of learning, it's another type of indoctrination, you know, it's another type of degree, if you want to call it, if you're if that's important to you. It's another type of um approach to life. I can't tell you how many people come to me after they've gone to doctors okay and they can't figure it out and those of you who are online who are healers probably have very similar stories you know where people come to you after they've exhausted all hope now are we going to save everybody help them get to the place they need to be no not it won't happen it won't happen because not everybody has the belief that it will and then sometimes the physical body is too much in damage. Everything's fixable. Everything's there's higher purpose. There's beliefs, but we also have a place where we. It's time for us to move on to the next incarnation, the next existence. You know, everybody has their own views of what that looks like. That we're all in preparation. It's kind of like being in the fetus inside the mother's womb. You're always every each week in each day. You're progressing and you're changing and you're evolving and you're manifesting and creating, you know, there's a chemical aspect. There's a physical aspect. There's all the things. It's just like life is the same way. We're inside this big sphere, which is called mother earth. And inside of it, we're tested inside of it. We're moved inside of it. There's little things that are happening to us. There are things that are chemically affecting us. There are people who affect us. There are environments that affect us. There's uh, weather conditions that affect us. There's all kinds of multitude of things. But inside the mother's womb, your mother, mother, the one who birthed you, there is a multitude of things that happen to you. You know, there's a multitude of things that just, you know, it's warm, it's comfortable, and we're there. And that's why when we get out of there, we don't want to leave because it's warm, but we our, our journey is to move forward. Now we're in a new wave now <clears throat> of energy, a new wave of beliefs, a new wave of uh, understanding. 
we are also in a new wave of where people don't want to bring new life into the world. And, but I'm, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about human life because they feel like they're bringing them into a very bad situation. They're bringing them into a, a, a place of chaos. I'm just here to remind you that that's always been the way it's always been chaos. It's always been a mess. Nothing has really changed. It just looks different, different players, different situations, different stories, uh, a different theme, a different, uh, you know, view. It's always going to be that way. And I don't disrespect or I don't disagree with you. It's where you are. That's what you believe. And that's your belief. And you should follow that belief. That's what you feel you shouldn't. But I'm also here to remind you is there are also, there are human beings who are born into this world who will change this world. And by changing this world is because they're working to change their own personal world. But it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't always happen where you change and the world changes. The world changes and you change and changes occur. So there's a lot of different mixes and a lot of, a lot of different ways where these, this flux and this energetic flow happens. And what it is, is every human being who's on this planet, there's what, 8 billion of us or 7.5 billion of us. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of dreams, desires, goals, ambitions, uh, desires, you name it. It's a bunch of everything. And not everybody will get what they want. And not everybody will accomplish what they want to accomplish. But regardless, we accomplish the best things we can in this world in the capacity that we can as human beings. We try to do the best we can, what's given to us. We try to share with the world the things that are valuable to us. We try to share with the world us without giving ourselves away. Because that's, that's a big task, to not give yourself away. Anytime we open our mouth, we are speaking prayers. You know, we are speaking hope. We are speaking whatever. We're bringing it to reality and to the, the existence of what it is. And I'm just as guilty as the next person to speak things that probably don't help my cause. But the thing is, when you're aware of it, then you know how to change it. You're like, oh, yeah, wait. And then when you teach other people to do that, they're there to remind you. Also, hey, guess what? Iggy, why are you talking like that? That's not, you're kind of out of character. But the thing is, you have to go in deep inside yourself and find those pieces that are kind of, you know, frozen in time, as I call them, frozen, like little icebergs frozen. But as we move through life, we progress. So learning this path is not a difficult one. It's a dedication. You have to be dedicated to it. And you also have to know when to step away from it. I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of people is that they stayed in it and they stay and they stay and they, and they're not as effective for themselves because as the healer now as the worker as the light worker people are watching what you do people are listening to what you say it's kind of like your leadership it's kind of like you know people who are in office or people observe your behavior and your and what you do and so it's kind of like the clergy or religious uh, uh representative different cultures people are watching them right and so the same thing happens in the metaphysical community the same thing happens in the holistic community People watch you. People watch the things you say. People watch the things you do. People observe your changes. And then people project upon those things that they see. 
and they're not always right. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're not. Majority of time is they're off. <laughs> you know, for example, sometimes I take these little hiatuses for myself because I have to regroup my energy, regroup my spirit, regroup my mind. Because as you give, you have to receive. And if you don't receive, then you become depleted and you become ungrounded and you become very frustrated with yourself versus not necessarily with everybody else. But you get frustrated because you didn't receive because there's a part of you, this human side that's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's just what I do. You know, these, these gifts that we all have and everybody has them. Every single person who's online, every person who doesn't even think about what we're talking about has gifts, has magic. Okay. And so all the things that you share to the world is your gifts to the world. These gifts, these magical gifts, you know, uh, you you can you can read cards. You're an intuitive. You're an empath. You're 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 massage therapist and stuff. But here's what happens in my community, especially those who want to become part of the community and expand the community and share their gifts with the community, is they don't understand how to reciprocate back. You know, you know what you put out and what you receive back. That's a big thing that happens in the metaphysical community where people. Um, give so much of themselves that there's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of anger there's a lot of frustration. And so the biggest issues that people in this community have in my metaphysical and holistic community is the, the conversation of the fees. What would we charge? What, what is our fees for the work we do? Some people don't charge anything. That's fine. No problem. And there are other people like, oh, well, you shouldn't charge because that's a gift from spirit and spirit. But you got to understand, as you give, you must receive something. There's something has to come back to you. You can't take from the person that you're giving to, because if you take from them, then you're not taking it in a proper way. So like from the work I do, for example, I, I do a donation base. That's just how I do it. You give what you feel that it, it was, you know, what it did for you versus, you know, if it helped you, if it was something that you felt like it was very successful. You're not giving to me or anybody because of our gifts, because our gifts are priceless. You can't put price on the gifts that a healer or, or a metaphysical person or holistic person gives or massage therapist or reflexologist or neuropathic doctor. You know, you what you're giving is the investment that they put into doing what they do you're giving the investment in time that they're giving to you and presenting to you. Okay, so you're really paying for their time. You're really donating to their time and what they what they do and what how they do it. You can't put a price on their gift. It's it's priceless. Your gifts are priceless. My gifts are priceless. Now, you don't want to charge? That's up to you, but find a way to receive. They offer you uh, something to eat receive it receive receive the gift because here's what happens energy must exchange you have to have an exchange of energy if you give and give 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 and then you don't receive you also take away from the from that person who's trying to who's receiving to give you back something that they truly want to give you and honor you and respect you and hold alms for you and give to you you know for the work that you've given so in a way, you're slapping them in the face by not receiving. You can always say, maybe next time, 
or you can say you have to find words because believe me, the person who receives also feels and not entitled. They feel like they should also give something back for what they received. You know, it's like going to the, the gas station, you pump and pump in the gas, right? Well, they expect you to pay for it, right? Why? Because that's just how it works is energy exchange, gas change exchange for dollars dollars means gas same way energy healing work lays of hands moving energy healing people's spirit and soul this is important because that person who is healing also wants to feel loved that they're honoring you they want to respect they go you know what iggy you know what blah 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 i want to thank you because i really really needed that here's a feather here's some tobacco here is fifty dollars Here's $100. Here's $2,000. You know, or you can also say, well, donate it to your charitable cause. I don't care how you do it. Acknowledge the person who is giving and receiving from you because it's respecting honoring them as much as it's respecting honoring you. But it's more about them. It's about you're teaching them because remember, they learn to give themselves away. And give away and give away and give away. And you're doing the same thing when you give away, give away, give away. And so you're repeating the pattern. And so when they learn from you, it's like, oh, okay, well, I can take everything I want. And then I don't need to give anything. Because there are people who, who don't mean to, but they will take it and not give you any compensation for it. They just assume that, you know, that's just the way it is. No, you have to speak your true voice. You have to speak and let people know that what we're doing is very powerful work. It's no different than going to get a haircut. It's no different than going to the store. It's no different than going to see another doctor. But I have some people who will fight me on this, but that's okay. I just know that the honorable thing, the energetic exchange thing is very powerful thing in this work, in the medicine man's work. All right, so that's very important. The medicine person also feels feels a little empty too if there's not at least a word of thanks a word of you know but we also feel and we see what the outcome that happens too but there's always always an exchange and there's always verbal communication okay i'll get you next time blah 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 whatever you has to have there has to be a connection there must be that would that person that you help healing keeps working on themselves so they don't they don't become dependent on you then they understand oh i have to work through this if they always feel bad, they're going to come back to you, take it, come back to you, take it, come back, take you. They're just, they're going to just, you're just, you're teaching them a pattern. You're teaching them a pattern and that's not a good pattern to teach them. Teach them to receive and give back and back and receive, have that exchange, that ebb and flow. So you can be in the harmony of the music and you can be in the balance of the orchestra and you can move through that and dance through that. Okay, so that could be a lot of reasons why people in my community feel the way they feel and feel frustrated and angry with people because, number one, you have to be specific and you have to let them know, hey, just to let you know, I work, this is my fee. Oh, I can't afford that. Okay, no problem. So cut your time, give it all, take what you want, don't take any. It's really, in the end, it's really up to you if you take it or don't take it. But remember, as healers and as metaphysical healers, holistic healers, 
there has to be an exchange of energy. And, you know, and I've have repeated that several times now that there has to be an exchange because when we take that energy, put it into our body that we receive from another human being through the spirit, through God, as they travel through the hollow bone, their energy and their condu- they're the conduit. So remember, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of energy that they're holding in, in space and time for us and for you. So honor the healer, honor those people who do the work, honor those people because they do a lot of good work. You'll know the healers that are not, do not resonate with you. Energy follows intent. So if the intentions are proper and the feelings are right, you will find your healer. You will find the person that heals. And always ask questions, you know, ask questions. You know, if you have, you want answers, ask questions. The what's this, what's that, you know. You know, remember, not all healers necessarily go to a school, but they have a teacher. They have a person who's taught them, a person who was a mentor, a person who has guided them because somebody guided them. You know, we don't we don't work in the same contents as uh going to a college, you know, there's no shaman college per se. Shaman college is life. Okay, when you come to work with you come work with Iggy Garcia, Iggy Garcia gives you tasks. Iggy Garcia tells you to do this, do that. You either you do or you don't. It doesn't really matter. It's really in the end, it's up to you if you're going to do it. But if you want to learn the ways of a medicine man or a woman, then they have tasks for you. They have things that they need you to do because they want you to learn the basic foundations. You may you may read everything you can in a book, but it's just like knowing the whole book but not applying it uh, have a, you know, apply it to the, to the life. You know, it's like the person who reads all the books in the library, but doesn't have any concept except for what it looks like in their brain and their mind until they apply it into reality, into real life. And that's what healers do. We teach people to use their imagination. We teach people to apply what's in their head and put it outward. Now, some of you are just here to heal and be worked on other users here to be healed and remind reminded that you are here to help other people heal themselves in this world. And not ever, not all of you are going to be healers. Some of you want to be healers and some of you will, and some of you won't because it takes work. It's just like getting up in the morning, you get up, you do your thing and you have to schedule it in. You have to put it into your day, your daily routine, your rituals, the things that you work through, you know, it's the same way you pray or you meditate. You must also be involved in the work you do. There'll be times where you don't want to do it, and that's okay. But to be a healer is not necessarily the most easiest thing. But if you do want to do it, then there are people out there who are waiting for you to contact them. You know, the illusion is that we're, they're going to appear. Students appear to the teacher because the students are searching. So if that's the old story, you know, when the, t- when the student is ready, the teachers appear, right? Teachers are always ready. And not every student is taught the same way. Not every student takes the journey the same way as the other. Because each one of us sees the world differently. So the teacher, a good teacher knows what a student may need. A good teacher will say, hey, You're not ready for this, in my personal opinion, but you can try it. Or you can say, hey, I know this guy. 
I'll be the first person. I'll be the first to tell you that I don't take on projects per se. And like projects, like when I say that, I don't want to come across wrong. If I'm out of my, uh, let's see, out of my scope of practice per se, and like if I don't understand that, then I refer and defer to somebody who else who knows that work because that's what they're looking for. You never ever want to be something you're not to somebody because you know what? You will be exposed very quickly, very fast, and you will be, you'll get embarrassed. And you'll build up a bad reputation for doing something, things that you shouldn't be doing. I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't just take on everybody. And even when I do, you know, healing sessions for people who don't want to be healers, but they want to learn. I'll know right away if we're a fit. You have to know. You have to, you know, really go through the process. You have to have a process of, uh, you know, how this is going to be a good relationship. Because what happens is as you work as a healer, some people stay as you know clients and some people move into the category of friends acquaintances and friends and you know that changes the whole dynamics of who you are and how you work very quickly and very rapidly okay you can find yourself that you know if you're making friends with everybody and some people you can make friends with in this work and some people it won't happen and don't force it and if you're, if you're a person who's doing the healing work, don't force it. Just let it be natural. Let it be a natural occurrence. Let it be the, the flow, the easy flow. Our job is not to necessarily be friends for, with everybody who comes our path. But it's there. We, our, our journey to fall to smoke is to be present in listening. <clears throat> what needs to happen for that person? What they need? What they're really, truly asking of you? Okay? Because, you know... It's, it's, it's a journey of many steps, but every step starts with one step. And throughout our lives, we're going to walk gazillion steps, gazillion, millions and millions and millions of steps. Now, life is one of those things that, you know, it happens very quickly, very fast. We find ourselves in situations where, you know, one minute we're healthy, one minute we're sick, somebody, one minute we lose loved ones and it affects our, psych our psyche, it affects our spirit, our heart and our soul. And then we're moving, constantly moving and constantly moving through this wave of energy. Life will move us through these energies because that's just how life works. It should be that way. You should feel different every day. You should question things that are in front of you because that's how life is. As you're taking on new um, tasks, new students, uh, new teachers, new guidance, ask those questions. And remember, if you're the teacher, a lot of your students are going to be put on different tasks. A lot of them are going to be sent out to the world to explore. And a lot of them are going to work close to you. A lot of them are going to be, uh, you know, right up into the grains between working with you and other people. And questioning the two and different varieties of things. They will read things. They will learn things. But that's what they're supposed to do. That's what you want them to do. You want them to be curious. You want the people that you're teaching to be curious. You want them to know that there's a lot out there. And the ones who will work with you will always come back and flow back to you. And you'll flow back to them. Because that's just how it's supposed to be. And, you know, I've had people come back who went away for years and then they come back. And I've had people who were close and just totally walked away. Not because I did anything wrong or they did anything wrong. It's just how life is. Life will grab you. Life will navigate you in waters that sometimes you 
uncomfortable with in waters that, that will test you. So to be the healer, to be the person who is the vessel, the person who's the hollow bone, the person who is, is open to receive as the conduit is very draining and, and very hard. And you have to replenish yourself. You have to get yourself back into rhythm, back into flow. Because that's what you have to do. It's kind of like working out at the gym. You know, you exercise those muscles long enough. They don't hurt as much, right? But you still have to exercise in a way where your body, okay, needs to regain its energy and its composure. The metaphysical life is no different. I hear people say, oh, I'm so energized, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's good. But remember, even if you feel energized, take time for yourself. Take a moment to reflect. Because as healers, we don't want to take from people either. We don't want to um, carry their disease, carry their beliefs, carry their stuff. We have to be able to release that and move that stuff and change that energy and put it someplace else. Where do you put energy that you're discarding? You recycle it back to the universe. Where else would you put it? Put it back into the universe or ground it into the ground. Those are very basic rules in the metaphysical work that we do. But yet we forget. We brush it off. We throw it off. Intention. Energy follows intent. Intention has to be set. And our intentions are we're going to do the right things. Now, for most of you, you know that I don't do spell casting in the sense of, you know, where I'm, if you want to fall in love with somebody, I'm going to give you, like, that's just my choice. That's just where I'm at. I don't like to step into other people's vibrations and energies without their consent. I don't think it's right. Now, if you need to fall in love with yourself, I'll have the tools that can help you to get you to that place. You know, for a lot of people, that's not an easy thing. Not an easy thing. You know, but it's, um, understand that we as human beings, you know, we're very, we can be very dogmatic. We can become very um, locked in our belief systems. We can get locked into ideologies. And the biggest thing is our own personal journey in here, right in here, in this cranial space in the mind okay everything that we experience is channeled back in here channeled back into where the brain it's channeled back in here the brain has never seen light it has no idea what light looks like it can only interpret okay and it was only what that brain takes those energy and those vibrations and those waves, those sound waves and translates it. Okay, it translates it. Just like we do. Our biggest battle is here. It all starts in the mind. Everything that you think about, everything that you believe, and everything that you've heard, and everything that you project upon, everything gets filtered back into here. So you either believe me or you don't believe me. It doesn't matter because my mind will tell me what I need to believe regardless of what your mind's telling you. Okay. But I know that everything that I'm chemically producing is in here. So whatever I'm producing here is manifestingly outward, physically, spiritually, and emotionally in my body. 
Why? Because that's just how this is. It's been proven scientifically. Is this what I sound like? This is of this is my interpretation of what I sound like versus that I really sound like this. Is this light before me? That's my interpretation of what light looks like to me. This is what my imagination has created. It's 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 a mystery, but it's not a mystery. It's just on here. Imagination is the most powerful thing you ever have. Albert Einstein even said that, you know. Imagination is more powerful than anything. Because when the thought, you could travel faster than the speed of light with just the thought. You can be someplace else. You can be in a story. You can be in a book. You can be <clears throat> inside your head and lost. And then you can be inside your head and found. So I find it very fascinating. It's very interesting to me. All these things that can happen to us as human beings. You know, the human psyche is a powerful thing. But, you know, along the way, things happen to our, our brain, also happen to our head, happen to our mind. There are things that, you know, we could be, become damaged, misconstrued, or we can be born like that. The mind is so powerful that we don't even know all the answers to a lot of the questions that we are seeking about what's inside here. Science can't understand why somebody can heal and why another one can die. Because inside the head, we create and we never stop creating. And you know, some of you, if you've ever seen, there's a Star Trek episode, and I forget the name, it came too fast, but it was about the brain. There's these brains inside of jars and they were controlling the world and they were controlling everything, uh, how it looked. And it's kind of like that. So are we brain? Are we physical body? Are we spirit? You know, these are some questions. Are we all of it? Maybe, maybe not. But there is a matrix and the matrix is here. The matrix sits inside your skull, right inside there, inside floating around in there is the matrix of your personal universe. The matrix of your realities, the matrix of whatever you feel and however you create the world. That matrix is here. And everybody has a different matrix. And sometimes our matrixes line up and sometimes they don't. But regardless, the matrix of our mind is a true existence. Even the indigenous people of the world know that the mind is a powerful place. And that's why they would meditate. That's why they would try to re release the DMT in their bodies. So they can find that space. They can find the answers and the questions to the things. Because they knew inside the head. Inside of this brain. Inside here. We have answers to the universe. We have answers to our ourselves. That are deep. But this brain also tells us. Connected with our other brain. The heart brain. When the two work together. You know. Energy, feelings, emotions start here. And then they work up to the brain. It doesn't go like this. Like that. Usually it's like this to that. And there's that brain sink okay, between the two. Most people come from the heart, then move up to the brain because then they start to rationalize, oh, should I do it? There's just a lot, there's a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. But anyhow, I'm going to be doing a drum circle here pretty soon. Uh, I think it's time to get back in the rhythm of things since we're going to be kind of 
shutting down a lot of other things. That's just how that is. And just share our love for one another. Share the peace for one another. Because that's all we really have is the love we share what's in our heart. Not everybody is willing to receive and not everybody gives well. And you're not always in alignment with everybody either. You're not always in alignment with everybody to share with them what you feel. So if you're not in alignment, let people know too. Hey, you know, it's nothing against you. It's just I'm not in alignment right now with you or the feelings or the emotions. We try sometimes too much to force upon other people things that we don't really need to force upon them. I'm not saying if you don't dislike somebody, you should tell them. <clears throat> but if you're not in alignment with somebody, just say, hey, you know what? Right now, I'm not in alignment with you. It's just, it has nothing to do there. They don't like you. It's just right now, I'm not in alignment with me and the things that I believe about how I'm projecting onto the world, how I'm projecting onto you or everybody else. It's so hard for people to get that because everybody takes it so personal when they think that, when they think that somebody else is mad at them or whatever. You know, when you're mad at somebody, are you really mad at you or are you really mad at them or aspects of what you project upon them? It really depends. You'll have to answer those. Those are your own personal questions you'll have to ask. But I hope you guys enjoyed uh, our little topic today, how one of my students, Giovanna, you know, when I put her on a quest for her, her medicine work, which she never thought how it was going to be i think she kind of maybe took it personal and i didn't really want to work with her one-on-one -on -one in the capacity of how i do others but she's turned out okay she's doing great and you know i hope she keeps going and keeps moving and, and you know and i really appreciate her comments about how working with me in the way we did has helped her develop her medicine and you know what she's doing it and that's the thing you gotta do it and if you do it people will know if you don't do it, no one will ever know. So if you want people to know that you are the healer and you're doing the stuff, follow the smoke. Iggy, what's that mean? Follow your heart. Follow your mind. Follow your spirit. Don't be embarrassed to fail. Don't be embarrassed to, to mess up. If you don't get it right, you don't get it right. If you get it right, hey, great. Keep doing it. Keep working. You don't just quit. You don't quit on you. Keep moving forward. People are listening. People want and people need to hear that there's hope in the world, that there's peace, there's love, and there's opportunity to do better. And those of you who stepped out of the comfort zone of being the normal group that just goes to school, college, and works, and blah, 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 the three, you know, five, uh, nine to five and whatever, nothing against my brothers and sisters in the nine to five world. But those of you who don't fit that mold, Dedicate your life to do things that will help humanity, that will help you. Because you're the ones who have been chosen. You're the ones who have been asked to do it. And it's a tough task sometimes because you feel alone. You're not alone. Because if you have the universe, you have Mother Earth, you're never alone. If God is with you, you're never alone. If the angels are with you, you're never alone. If you're looking for human validation... It's going to be a little bit difficult. Spirit sends you guides. Let me tell you a story before I leave. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Went fishing the other day. It was fun. 
didn't catch anything but a couple blue bluegills and stuff. But on my way home, on my way home, I pull up to my drive, the front of my house. I step out of my car, and about 10 feet, 15 feet from me is this big buck. No horns, but it was big. You could tell it was a buck. And it was looking at me. It was looking at me like, and I was locked on too. And then this other deer pops out from behind it, and it's locked on me. And then the third one pops up, and they're all going. And I go, I go, what do you want? What What do you want to tell me? And I haven't meditated on yet. And I'm going, wow, they're like really close to me. I mean, like close, like, you know, if you have a 20, a house that's 20 by 20, you know, it's like looking across the, the living room. That's how close they were. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're like right there. <clears throat> and then they ran off. Boom, one by one. They ran. I was like, wow, that was amazing. I said, the last time deer showed up like that, that meant that I had to do some more. I had to get back into the work that I do. And it also means that I'm probably going to be moving. I'm probably going to be moving physically, spiritually, emotionally. There's going to be things moving. So I'm really excited about that because the last time I had to move, they were tearing down this, um, this woods that was next to our old house, totally wiped it out and put up these million dollar homes. And then the deer got displaced. And then one day I came home from work from the restaurant. It was late. I pull out of my driveway and by the bird feeder, which is probably 10 feet again, there's one big, huge deer looking at me. And this was more than 10 years ago. And it's looking at me. And I'm going, whoa, okay. And I didn't want to move, didn't want to startle too fast. Then I looked behind. There was all these deer. There had to have been like 30 deer. And then when they were crossing the street on Henderson Road, they were going across the light, the houses where the lights were on. You could see their silhouettes as they were going past the houses. And I was like, oh my God, this was the most amazing sight I had ever seen. I had never seen 30 deer. I, I counted, like I counted, and I know there's probably more, but I counted. I was like, little ones, big ones, they were like, wow, this is like 30 deer. There's got to be more than 30. And once all that herd, there was a herd of deer moved across the street. The big deer turned off and ran. And then it wasn't too short, shortly after that. It was what a, a month or so or something like that. I moved from that house. It was time for me to move. It was time for me to move on spiritually, energetically, physically. But it was crazy. That was the most crazy. This is my deer encounters. So when the deer pop up for me, that means business. That means I have to get back on track. It's, it's time to, you know, to really get focused it starts to see uh, things a little differently. Love my deer. All right, guys. I hope you had a great, great, great time tonight. I enjoyed being here with you. So I want to say ho'oponopono. Okay. Matakuyasin. Irisikwi. It's good to be here. You know, all the things that uh, we use, the mantras that we use to, you know, kind of get us in a frame of mind. Uh, with that, I just want to say I will see you next time on Iggy Garcia Live, The Naked Shaman the show where we just get real about what's going on in our lives, what we're feeling. And uh, we'll have a town hall meeting here pretty soon. So we can all share and talk about the things that we want to talk about. So peace and love guys. Take care. I will see you next time. Be safe. 
Um, if you wear a mask, wear it. If you don't, you know, just be safe regardless. And, you know, let's get through this, this uh, pandemic year. Let's move into a better place of energy, a better place of, uh, you know, believing and honoring ourselves. So take care, guys. Be well. I will see you soon. It's good to be here. And let's drum. So be, be listening and be looking for my invitation to the drum circle. All right. I'm out.